As is customary, it's been a minute since our last design doc. Uh-huh. Yes. <laughs> yes, it has. <laughs> I feel like this is a theme where we're like, get excited for a more regular release schedule. And then two months later, yeah. we're like, it's been a minute since our last design doc. Is it at the point where we can call this a regular <laughs> release schedule? <laughs> I think, well, I guess there is some regularity about it. And that is absolutely true. The last couple months have been us working on the latest Kickstarter, the latest game. The last couple months. The last couple months. <laughs> and yeah, the months before that too. Um, we're at the part of the project where it's nearing its conclusion. And it just keeps feeling like the work should be done in a week. And it's like, okay, well, I guess realistically, that's going to be more like 10 weeks of just dealing with the easy to summarize, but slow to complete final aspects of pulling this game together. Mm -hmm. Involving things like proofreading all the text, double checking that it all is consistent and references each other correctly, making sure the mechanics are consistent finalizing the art and laying out the text on the page all that kind of that kind of stuff <laughs> yeah and this game mud that we've been working on for the past couple months uh, -huh. uh it has some unique things because it's in a lot of ways like it's like a small graphic novel uh-huh slash solo role-playing game and We've had some parts of it where once we, you know, we have the text in like a Google Doc and when we actually start to flow the text onto the page and format it like, you know, in these graphic novel bubbles, we sort of see the text lined up with the image and something like you just know in your heart of hearts that like that's not exactly where the text should be. Uh -huh. Like you can picture it in your mind, but then seeing it on the page, you're like this, this like doesn't quite line up with this action. So, yeah. And lots of like little, little bits of text where it's just sort of like, some of it is, you know, speech from people in the story. Some of it is sort of instructions on how you're playing it as a game and figuring out just exactly how those different voices sound and are presented and are distinct from each other is something we keep sort of wobbling on. Like it, like it's been a, tricky path to get to a place where we feel happy with that. Yeah. So, I mean, that puts us in this place with mud that we've been in before. I think it's a place that we get to in every one of our games eventually, where we've been working on it. Like, we're... The, the work ahead is very clear. Like, we're working every day. We know what has to be done. It's not getting finished as fast as we want, but it's not because of our laziness or lack of work ethic like we're mm -hmm. putting the work in there's nothing to share i mean we do still share updates to say it's coming but like there's 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 no exciting like content or reveals to share like we're just almost done 
we've shared everything already that we will share. Um, yeah, we can't really make an update. It's just like, <laughs> we decided to use the past tense. <laughs> yeah, I mean, that's the decisions <laughs> we're making. All right, the golem should speak in the past tense here and the present tense here. Um, <laughs> some people are really good at like making that interesting. Some people are so good at like really making every part of their process like funny and engaging and yeah, exciting. I know. And, As I'm saying it out loud, I'm like, oh, I guess maybe we could make an update about that. Yeah, but it's the kind just, of thing where you don't think about it as you're doing it. As you're doing it, you're like, this is the most finicky little shit. aspect remaining. And it doesn't even enter your head that like, this is something to tell other people that you're agonizing over. <laughs> yeah. So we're, we're at that place where like, there's nothing that really seems like something we can share and get anybody hype on. There's we desperately want to work on something new, but we're resisting the temptation. Like every game idea is this carrot dangling overhead. Yeah. But we figured maybe we could use this podcast episode to indulge a little bit in those desires to think about other things. <laughs> yeah. Well I think yeah, I think that with Design Doc we tend to like put a lot of work into planning our episodes. I don't know if that comes through, but you know, <laughs> like we, we put in the work, like usually we have a pretty good outline and we try to stick to the outline. We have some topic that we're talking about related to game design. We try to not repeat the topics, even though a lot of it boils down to like capitalism is hard and we're tired. Um, <laughs> It's but, a big topic, though. <laughs> <yes>. <laughs> but we're like, what if we do this episode that's like a little more conversational? Um, because I think that we're still going to talk about games. And also because I think that the format that we've been using and a lot of the work that we put into producing each episode of Design Doc, it's a little tiring. And I, I think that some of it's like more work than we need to be doing. And what we talked about this week was like, maybe we can get episodes out a little bit faster if we put less of that work in. Yeah. So feel free to comment that we should put that work in. <laughs> <laughs> you know what the funny, another funny part is we're like, and there's nothing, you know, we're in that part of the project where there's nothing to update on. So we're updating you <laughs> on yeah. the exact things that we said were sort of boring and didn't deserve updates. Mm -hmm. Um but <laughs> this was also just sort of inspired by, like, every time we do get an episode out, the people have still been hanging on this long um, to the making of Queslandia too, suckers. Um, <laughs> uh, everybody's, like, people say nice things and they're appreciative and they're like, ah, oh, sweet, a new design doc in the feed. And I think about how much I feel comforted by when people that I follow and things that I'm excited about, I'm like, yeah, new content dropped. Mm -hmm. And I, like, know how much work it took to make that content. Uh -huh. um, I'm like, I want to be that. I want to be that person who's like... Except without the work. <laughs> <Exactly>. <laughs> like, I want to I want to be there more regularly for, like, the morning commute. Right. The afternoon Peloton. <laughs> I mean, I do I really like the, you know, I like and admire the podcasts or shows or whatever that have a regular schedule. Um... <laughs> uh-huh i wonder if we could ever have anything to do with them in that regard <laughs> this is a nice regard so i had mentioned these carrots of projects that are like dangling overhead 
Um, I don't know. I thought it might be worth talking about what projects we are going to be working on next after, uh, I was going to say, after we release Questlandia, after we release MUD. Yeah. So there's like the roadmap release schedule, which is a remaster of Questlandia 1, followed by Starship Ultralux, followed by Questlandia 2. Mm-hmm. So, like, three quick ones, like, bing, bang, bada boom. Bing, bada bing, bada bing, bada boom. <laughs> <laughs> There's also a lot of other projects that range in size and complexity and levels of understanding that we spend a lot of time talking about and we're thinking about, like, whether that can fit into it. And finally, I guess, Questlandia won the updated version is a response to also just like having run out of stock of Questlandia mm-hmm. and being like, well, we want to place a new order, but if we're going to do that anyway, why not revamp the game a little? Yeah. That could happen to other games too. Like if we run out of Norlandias, it would be really tempting to just like do a little bit of updating. Just a little just bit. Just a yeah, tiny, a little bit is the tiny, key word tiny little piece of update, <laughs> upbait, updating. A tiny little bit we'll of bait updating. everybody into another one of our small projects that takes years to complete. <laughs> well, they're being updated. <laughs> um. <laughs> I don't know. It's like getting more of a laugh than it deserves, but the laugh is continuing. Huh. I'll take it. So there's the reprinting and updating kind of project that might cause further interruptions, mm-hmm. inspirations. And then there's also a whole bunch of like fun little projects that we have been antsy to start working on or continue working on for, I don't know, for a couple years, some of them longer. They've yeah. been on the back burner. Yeah, so I thought, I don't know, it seemed fun to kind of share some of those because those are really, those are the things that get just pushed. Yeah, they always get bullied by these bigger projects or the ones that feel like they have a more straightforward relationship to paying our rent. (laughs) Yeah. Okay, so one of those is Dream Journal. We had shared a preview of it a lot, like, last year. (laughs) We started to work on it around the start-ish of the pandemic like maybe it was last may which i know was already like in the pandemic um yeah and that's a a project where we where you have a dream yeah like a dream like a sleep dream not like i have an ambition like i have a sleep dream yeah sometimes they have ambitions in them (laughs) it's true and then you wake up Mm -hmm. and then we record you telling me the dream yeah and then i animate you telling me the dream and then we post that animation on youtube and there's like a lot of it's just it's it's so well received (laughs) man yeah i mean we have had this idea i mean you know people say they're like oh god like people telling you about their dreams is like people telling you about their like drunk stories or whatever Uh like this you know the story of this thing that i did after the marijuana. Uh-huh. And you're like, okay. Mm-hmm. But I I like hearing people's dreams. 
I'm a believer in your dreams in particular. <laughs> well, that was being, like... <laughs> I could be biased, but I think I'm going to be proven right. That's nice, I think these but... are dreams that people want to see. It's nice that you said you were a believer in my dreams. I really appreciate that. <laughs> uh, we, we've actually recorded a ton of them, like the audio, because they're yeah. short. And we kind of have to keep them short for these to be reasonable animations at all because it takes so long to animate not that i would know i just watch you and cheer you on my part is easy that's the the tricky part of this like <laughs> like there are these steps in the process where we're doing it together and we're both like yeah we'll do this we do this we do this and then it gets to the animation part and then then i'm like okay see you in 120 hours <laughs> yeah <laughs> and i just have to go into my animation zone yeah. and like I love that. It's so much fun. Really enjoying animating it. And there's one episode that's like two thirds done. I know. We're so, and we have to get it done because it's, you know, I mean, this was a dream that I had like May of last year. It's going to be our first episode. And it's this dream about being at a convention where nobody is wearing masks, mm -hmm. which at the time was like, oh my God. You know, it was like a series of these, uh, like maskless anxiety dreams and now i mean it's uh may 25th today in four days in massachusetts the mask mandate is going to be removed right this dream is going to be rendered moot so we've got to finish this in three days <laughs> um it's just one of those things where it's hard to justify spending days spending work days animating for six hours when we've got you know, a Kickstarter to fulfill. Yeah. And people let you know that you have a Kickstarter to fulfill. Yeah, they'll... They find ways to let you know. They do find ways. Often publicly. <laughs> They're like, remember me. <laughs> so one of the dreams is that, like, after we finish mud and ship it all off, and nobody can complain to us about anything not getting done, then we bang out the dream journal, maybe even a couple dream journals, mm -hmm. and kickstart our YouTube career. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Can't wait to start my lucrative YouTube career in my 30s. Hey, man, it's <laughs> that's a thing. Are you saying that's not a thing? Is it? I mean, like, I could start one for, like, reviewing retinol eye cream or something. Dude, I mean new idea. <laughs> It, it happened here live, folks. <laughs> <laughs> um, we had other ideas for things on our YouTube, right? Yeah, what's another? Oh, oh, we're still talking about our YouTube. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, just generally we want to be producing more. I, I don't know. We want to like, we want to flood the feeds. We want to flood all of them. We got a yeah. podcast. We got the YouTube. We're making games. Um mm -hmm. I think there's, we've talked about getting these pod, like getting episodes of Design Doc up on YouTube, which is a lot easier, but we've mm -hmm. wanted to make some kind of cool background in animation for that um, to just make it a little more visually appealing. There's some like game essay, oh, like on, on our Patreon uh, last week, I had written like a longer form essay about the video game Slime Rancher and had shared it on Twitter also, and a lot of people were into it. And I would love to be making 
game essays. Oh boy, join the fray of people making game essays. I love a game essay. I mean, me too, but like, you know, there's... (laughs) (laughs) I mean, we're kind of making game essays here on the podcast. It's not like we're new to the game. We have a lot of smallish games that we've brainstormed over the past couple years. We're kind of bad at making small games. Once we start a project, it becomes really tempting to just like pour a lot of like love and energy into it. And that's not to say that small games can't have a lot of energy and love poured into them. It's just we I don't know. I think I think we're still figuring out scope to effort ratio. Well, there's a thing where it's like if we're successfully creating even a tiny game that we feel is awesome and it's just a great game, then we want to scale up our presentation and ambitions for it because we don't want it to just be like a, and whatever, we'll print a couple and give away a few at a convention table. Like if it's something that we're really proud of what it represents and how it turned out, then we want it to have a Kickstarter and we want it to be seen by as many people as possible. And then that has like a little bit of a leapfrogging scope creep aspect where it's like, well, it deserves to be seen by more people. So we give it more of a stage, but that also involves making bigger promises about it unless we successfully toe that line and both make a big deal about a small thing that has a big heart. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. I mean, mud was supposed to be one of these small things until it wasn't. Yeah. And it's still kind of a small thing, you know? It's like like a 35-page scene. Is that small? I don't know if that's even small. I mean, I guess it depends on what's on the pages of those zine, of that, of the, that zine. Oh. Um, that scene. It's just mud. <laughs> <laughs> um, it ended up a little bigger than I thought. What's another game? We had this game that we started brainstorming a while ago. It's this game that's like these little cards on a key ring. And each card is a, is a bug, like a different bug. Um, mm-hmm. And the bugs, uh, they're just bugs. They're like sort of statted out a little bit. Um, yeah. And then you kind of go through and you're just rolling for how far in its life your bug gets. And with every roll, you sort of learn a, n- a new thing about your bug and its lineage and its heroic deeds. And then when you roll like a one or something, your bug dies and you go to the next bug. Yeah, very short-lived bugs. Bugs where it's like you'd not just be roll like you'd be rolling to find out parts of their history or aspects of their skills or personalities, but every single role you made for them would come with a risk of them just being dead. Yeah. (laughs) So they're all really fragile and it would be a very impressive bug that had a lot of personality and history because it's like, wow, every bit of that personality and history was also a, a dodge of the grave. I liked that. That's cool. <laughs> <laughs> and you drew, I mean, you had even drawn, like you draw, drew some of the bugs and they were cool. Uh-huh. And 
I've been obsessed with the bug game. I'm always like, let's work on the bug game. Yeah. And you're like, let's finish mud. I know. And I'm like, <laughs> like on the floor, <laughs> rolling around, <laughs> <laughs> screaming no. <laughs> We've got a game with a really long name that I don't remember offhand. It has a lot of words in it. Do you remember the name? Uh, the game is... The three secret daughters of King Bergamont the Fowl, whose regicidal intentions find their satisfaction in this afternoon's baleful autumn hours. That one. That seems like a fun one. That seems like a fun game. I like the idea of that being the smallest of all the games. <laughs> like, <laughs> like, the entire game is played, like, all of the rules are printed on the back of a single labeled bag of tea oh that's a great idea right yeah just the little tea labels those tea papers yeah those are so small i like that you mean like the little tag at the end the, of the little tea? tag at the end of the tea yeah <laughs> <It's so small. laughs> it would just say the game begins now <laughs> yeah <laughs> you are steeped in intrigue <laughs> so that's one of our game ideas. There's Crunch Bones. Oh, yeah, Crunch Bones. That's our video game. Yeah. Crunch Bones was this game that I thought of when I like did some mushrooms one day uh-huh. by myself. Uh-huh. That's all. <laughs> the full creation of Crunch Bones. <laughs> I was like, what if instead of being the adventurer... You're the little gnarly monster that just gets knocked to the ground. So you play as like a little dungeon monster who is passing time in its little cave barrow. And up above you, the adventurers are clearing the cave and defeating the monsters. And you're like way down in it. And it's just sort of like a you know, live your life in past time before the inevitable stampede of heroes tramples you. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, you're gonna get killed. Like, there's no other fate for you. <sighs> you just sort of pass the time Yeah. while you go. I was thinking about this a little bit after Mud, because I was really obsessed with just, like, unlovable monsters that were not, like, overly... A personified isn't the word I'm thinking of, but like made cute. Yeah, you didn't like my my first draft of yeah, Crunchbones. You made like the most uwu little monster. I didn't mean to. I know. Well, then that was the thing because then we had this whole conversation where you were like, if, if you're gonna play this game for a few hours, you're gonna love this monster. Uh huh. Yeah, I was like, you just love it because you see it. <laughs> <laughs> So, yeah, and that was, I mean, I had had an idea for that as a role-playing game, and then you immediately jumped in and started to make it as, like, a video game. Well, because you, at the time, you were playing a lot of um, idle games, yeah, right? And uh -huh. you were like, what if this was, like, this idle game where you're just making your little wretched monster cave in the background, growing your pile of bones, uh -huh. mining for grubs or whatever you do and then these these adventurers above are just like descending level by level and getting closer that also just sounds really fun to like program a little group of adventurers that are just like doing some auto 
dungeon murder. Some auto violence. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. They're like, ha, huh, yeah. Yeah. Aha. Uh-huh. I'll voice act it. You should. That's such a good idea. <laughs> yeah. Also, I kind of miss programming. Like, I'm, I never have done a, a huge amount of it, but there have been stages in my life where I've been handy enough to be able to pull together a game. And I'm kind of out of it now, but like, I want to get back into it. I want to learn how to make a phone app. This would be a cool project to get into that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we could get into the lucrative world of app design with our... Yeah, just got to make an app. Game about it. <laughs> We're going to be app-making YouTubers. <laughs> you know, look at us just climbing the ranks, mm-hmm. being like, all right, what's the big idea that's going to get us a million bucks? After that, we're going to make our own cryptocurrency. Oh, my God. <laughs> <laughs> Buy can, your turtle buns. I will make a pro- <laughs> promise on this podcast that that will never happen. Um, so with all those different projects, we're, we are consoling ourselves as we finish the final long stretch of work unfulfilling this Kickstarter. We're consoling ourselves with the idea that once it's all shipped, we're going to take a few weeks, I don't know exactly how long, to just visit all these other ideas and give them a little bit of a go and see what's sticking and what's feeling good and do something where it's not as connected to a very straightforward kind of grind work where it's like, this is the project. It's got to get to this stage so we can launch it on Kickstarter, which will run for this many weeks and then has to be fulfilled within this many months after that and just has like a rigorous timeline plan and demand. The goal is to have some more free form, like just play with the ideas that are appealing and see what kind of work is feeling fulfilling. Yeah. And I mean, we've talked about this on the podcast before is it also we've in all the years we've been making games now we've never been able to give ourselves the time or have taken the time to spend like a concentrated amount of time just sharing and like i mean marketing is i guess the word like marketing and trying to get out there the game that we've just made like there's always been this race to just get to the next thing and uh i don't know i mean we've yeah, we've just we've talked about this before. And with with Damn the Man, it was a really, really striking one because we just immediately had to jump into Good Dog, Bad Zombie, which was already sort of late in the schedule. And I feel like Damn the Man never got the release that it deserved. Yeah. And, uh, you know, it would be cool to give Mud some space. And we talked about how, you know, with Mud, we're going to suddenly have a full store. Because it's not just mud, it's also you an astronaut and enter the orb. And we have our new store set up with Norlandia and Damn the Man. And we made shirts and we have a tote bag. Do we? I thought we have a tote bag. Do we not have a tote bag? I don't remember if we have a tote bag. Dude, I'm pissed. <laughs> <laughs> But like, we'll have like a whole, we'll have a whole collection of things 
that we can just try to direct people to. Yeah. Yeah, it's cool because these nano games and zines that we actually have made in the past, we're, we're putting sort of the a, a real editing pass on them and a real shine pass and making printed versions of them for the first time. It's going to be dope. So the idea of a peaceful period of directing people to things we've already made. Updating people. Of updating people. (laughs) (laughs) If you like mud. Of working on fun little side projects that are, that have a much more long-term idea of whether or not they really could pay off. But who knows? Maybe Dream Journal is going to be a hit with the youth of today. Maybe somebody's going to like it. Maybe we'll get it. We'll get a a thumbs up. (laughs) All right. So while we work on mud, which we are every day, I mean, we're just putting the work in. And we've been doing this for a long enough time now that, like, I can't can't go faster than I can go. (laughs) Like, Uh I still question if we're burning ourselves out. So... You know, despite feeling bound to the people who backed mud, despite wanting to be done with it, it's just, it's going as fast as it can go. And we're putting the work in. And in that time, we're also trying to give ourselves space to enjoy things mm-hmm. like people do. I People do that. <laughs> <laughs> so we just want to do like people do. <laughs> I want to do like people do. (laughs) What, um, so what are some of the things that you're enjoying as a person? As a person? I mean, I'm noticing that like the seasons are passing (laughs) and that, you know, we're at a point again where the temperature of the air outside isn't trying to kill me. Yeah, although soon it will be trying to again. In a different way. Yeah. Right now we're in that sweet spot where the outside experience is one that is welcoming. That's so nice. It's so nice that it became spring. It's so nice. (laughs) I'm into it. Um, So I'm getting to go on some walks. We're getting to open a window. We got fully vaxxed. The vax messed me up. <laughs> yeah, I felt so bad. Vax number two just like completely floored me. <laughs> Evan and I got vaxxed on the same day. And like in the, <laughs> I feel like it was on the car ride home. You were like, I bet this is going to drag me across the floor. <laughs> <laughs> and then it did. I don't know why I had that hunch. <laughs> <laughs> And you, like, had one rough morning, and by the afternoon, you were coming upstairs being like, hello. <laughs> yeah. yeah, the night of was was a little rough. Like, I had the chills. I had, like, a low-grade fever. My skin mm-hmm. felt like I could feel parts of my skin that I had never felt before. Like, every <laughs> single sensory receptor. And then, yeah, like, by 10 a.m. the next morning, I was just like, Um... That was not one of the things that I've been enjoying, getting a long-lasting, horrible fever. I couldn't even play games. I was that sick. That's it's really such, sad. It's always such a bummer, because when you're sick enough to not work, 
Oh, that's you all you want to do. at least be healthy enough to game. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Since getting over the vaccination, I've been playing some Sunless Skies, the sequel to Sunless Seas. That's been really good. It's like a really good spooky slow game. Like a lot of just staring at a tiny flying locomotive as it slowly moves over the landscape. It's like hypnotically chill. And then you're occasionally interrupted to hear from your crew being like, Captain, there's mushrooms growing out of our eyes. (laughs) 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 The horrors of the sea. (laughs) Climb up to meet us in the sky. (laughs) And you're like, oh no, that's awful. Have some extra brandy, (laughs) you fine fellows. (laughs) And then it's back to chugga 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 chugga. Somehow that's been the right mood for me. Mm-hmm. How about you? Have you been gaming? Yeah, I just wrapped up my playthrough of Slime Rancher, um, which was this game that I had a really mixed relationship with. It, I mean, it's this really cute looking game where you are this person, Beatrix, who's gone out to the far, far away <laughs> land. I can't remember. <laughs> far reach, was it? <laughs> the far... Far range? Far range? Anyway, uh, you're Beatrix. You've left the Earth to go to this faraway alien planet to ranch slimes. Slimes are these cute little bouncing slime balls that drop currency um, that's valued on Earth and maybe around the galaxy. Mm-hmm. And yeah, when I first started playing, I had this experience of it. You have this little like backpack and you suck up these little slimes in your backpack and they look happy the whole time and then you shoot them into these little corrals and it it just like it activated my animal cruelty alert uh-huh. um even though they're smiling i was like i can't do this i feel like this game is wrong and bad and then i even googled it i was like slime rancher animal cruelty and yeah. it wasn't something that anybody was really talking about yeah and i was like am i crazy am i like really am i making a, a deal out of something that's not a deal. Uh, so then that's when I got obsessed with playing it because I was like, all right, maybe this game is going to like reveal this sort of sinister plot where you're like, oh my God, I'm ranching these slimes. And like, but now Beatrix is going to set them free. Uh-huh. And I don't want to, I don't want to spoil the game. Um, except that doesn't really happen. <laughs> but I don't know if that's, I don't think that spoils it because I think that most people wouldn't be going in expecting that of the game. Right. Um, but I will say that I really ended up enjoying it and sunk a lot more hours into it than I normally do in games. Um, and mm-hmm. I mean, I think those, it was like when we watched the movie Frozen years ago and then we were like, this movie makes us furious Uh and then we talked about frozen for like months yeah just like like deconstructing it into these like atomic pieces yeah it really got under our skin (laughs) (laughs) and so i feel like sometimes i don't know sometimes the the things that i have like some critique of end up being like really vibrant parts of my life Mm -hmm. 
Um, so yeah, I loved Slime Rancher, and uh, I feel like I'm kind of done with it now. Like I got to the end sequence. Like the game does have an end. It invites you to keep playing after, and I'm I think that I'm like gonna take a little break from it. Cool. And now I've got to give it a go. Yep. Now Your that turn. you've spoiled it. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> so in summary, we're at the hard, slow, boring part of the work. It's coming to a close. It's the time where we really want to think about future projects and find our fun in thinking of new things or in playing other people's games while bringing this chapter to a close. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And if you want to support those times of fun and work... <laughs> uh, this trans go it's such a good transition okay, you want me to take it through to the yeah it's so the good <laughs> then you should support us <laughs> on patreon perfect <laughs> i made sure to up really up speak it at the end to sell it everyone has now been updated <laughs> if you want to support those times of fun and work you can support us on Patreon. We have a, a Patreon at patreon.com slash turtlebun. And we post these episodes there. I mean, these uh, the Patreon really directly supports these episodes because sometimes we hire an editor. So it, uh -huh. it directly supports that. It supports, you know, a little cash money on the side while we go to a cafe and brainstorm our games, which has not happened in like 14 months. But it could happen again soon. It could happen again. We got our fevers. Mm-hmm. Want to give a special thanks and shout out to the newest patrons who signed up for our Patreon. I do. That's what made them into patrons. Mm-hmm. Before yeah, that, can't. they were just people. You <laughs> 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 um. <laughs> Thank you to Aaron and Pat, our newest patrons. Um, I don't know if Pat listens to this podcast, but Pat is our friend and musician, Pat King, who you have heard mention of many times during this podcast. He's I feel a frequent like, contributor. Yeah, He's been in every episode. I know. Like, I don't even know. I feel like Pat shouldn't be a patron. Right? I'm going to be like, don't do that, Pat. Aren't we supposed so, to be paying him? We should be paying you. I hope we did pay him. Yes, Pat did get paid. Okay. Yeah. Well, maybe we're just reaching an equitable <laughs> arrangement here. I mean, people make that joke about, you know, the same $10 that Pack Up paid more than $10. But um, <laughs> that same $10 that just circulate around in games. And I feel like that's what's happening here. Pat's like, no, no, you take it. So thank oh. you, Pat, in <laughs> well, this new way as well. <laughs> The Design Doc intro outro theme <laughs> was written by our friend and patron <laughs> musician Pat King. <laughs> the Design Doc podcast is brought to you by the One Shot Podcast Network. One Shot hosts a bunch of other great shows. Uh, I need to check the blurb sheet and like update, get updated, and also 
actually write down what order we do these in because I feel like probably my mind goes to certain keywords again and again. And like, we might just be reading the same show every week for the past three years. That would be a good thing to, yeah. <laughs> to double check. So I feel like today, I don't know blurbs. I feel like I want to do my due diligence and like just get a little caught up on that and do a little homework and because some people have updated theirs or casts have changed and like We're that. We're going is, back to the basics here. That's on me. Rebuilding our blurb knowledge from the ground level. Back to basic blurbing. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but the One Shot Network is obviously great. Hosts many great shows. Design Doc, I would put on, you know, lower on the list of those shows. <laughs> Honestly, we're in the, well, we're in our own tier. We're in our own, yeah. I, I won't, I won't talk about the tier's height. Yeah. It's a special tier. It's a special tier. Have you heard about Sigma males? It's like, they're not alpha males or beta males. They're oh, like- Stop, get out of and here. They're outside of the hierarchy and yet somehow above it all. <laughs> This is like, this has to be like a red pill thing. It is a red pill thing. Ooh. It's also a design doc thing. Stop. <laughs> Get out of here. <laughs> Leave this place. <laughs> All right. So with that. <laughs> um, <laughs> so with that. Our next episode will hopefully be about shipping mud, and then we also have some good suggestions for episodes that people gave us on Patreon. So uh, we'll start. Oh yeah, to- they wanted us to talk about violence. Oh yeah, and then we actually planned an episode about violence and like got some really good notes. Yeah, I forgot about that. We're updating people yet again. <laughs> <laughs> it's like who knows if that episode's ever gonna happen. Uh, yeah, somebody suggested an episode about world building, and then also an episode about kind of how our work has changed in light of the pandemic. Oh yeah, that was a good suggestion. Maybe we'll do that. Yeah. So lots of good options. Thanks again for tuning in, heroes. We'll see you next time.